Welcome to Emergence Care Conversations. For more information about Emergence Care, please visit our Facebook page or go to emergencecare.com. So I'm with Dr. Stephen Teagarden, the developer of Emergence Care, a revolutionary new healing art that has made a big difference in my life. And today we're going to talk about the concepts of healing in relationship to emergence care. Stephen, it's good to talk to you. Hey, Jeff. Thank you. It's great to talk with you as well. Stephen, what is healing? We're getting right down to it. Yes. You know, healing, it's such a big concept. Like many things in our in our world, what is healing? What is what is life? And and really, these things go together, and it 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 really begs the question of something much deeper. You know, in our world today, we often we stay at the surface, and we want to compartmentalize. We want to just talk about things in, in as specifics or as ends and unto themselves. And with something like healing. Really, it, it's an enormous concept that has something much greater to do than, than with just the body or my psychology or, or getting, getting outcomes and results that, that I think I would like. Healing really, to me, has everything to do with the ability to transcend who I am as a being, as a personality, and begin to, to seek outside of my personality, spirituality answering the questions, these very hard, often inconvenient questions, such as, who am I? Why am I here? Who is this person that, that shows up every morning? What is this consciousness? Healing is well more than the body. Healing has to do with the ability to let God in, to let God lead in our lives. In our, in our world, we've really missed this. And I would say our world is largely, it's, it's an existential crisis in which we want to say what is right, what is wrong, what is just, what is healing, without saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, am I really sure about that? Healing is something much, much larger. Yeah, but ultimately, hey, I wake up in the morning and my back hurts. I'm worried about my finances. Um, I, uh, I'm lonely. I want to be healed. I don't want to feel that pain. Of course. How does it relate? Really, it doesn't relate at all. The, the way that we use the word healing in our world, again, has everything to do with this I getting what I have determined would be best for me. I'd be best off without this pain. You know, I'd be better off if I had more money. I'd be better off if I weren't depressed. I'd be better off if I had a relationship. I'd be better off if everything in the world worked out the way that I've determined would be most convenient for me. And therein we could see what I would say is the opposite of healing, which I would call sickness, illness, insanity. It's certainly crazy making. So healing really to me has much more to do with acceptance, peacefulness, with love. And it doesn't mean that healing ends there. Healing doesn't stop at acceptance and love. However, until I'm in a mindset in which I am accepting, I'm at war with the world, telling reality how it needs to change to suit me. 
that isn't in any way relative to healing. You know, there's something fascinating, Jeff. Every living thing that we're familiar with in our world, it ceases to live at some point. Every living thing dies. Oh, and no, long... I'm never going to die. I, I know that for a fact. <laughs> uh, and I never think about it, so it's not going to happen. Of course. And, and that's, you know, but that's what we're doing is our bodies hurt. My mind hurts. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm somewhat dysfunctional. And we somehow think that that's not a normal, natural experience for living things. Because, again, all living things cease to live at some point. And along the way, it seems to be within our world that everything at some point becomes symptomatic, it develops things that it doesn't want to experience, that seems to be part of the fabric of life. And so I would say it's actually some form of delusion, some form of insanity in which we say, now, this suffering, these symptoms, that's not acceptable when it seems to just be the way that it is. I'm, I'm not advocating don't do anything, but I'm saying until or unless we get to a point of acceptance, then we're just trying to play God within ourselves without the perspective of God, without the, the, the breadth or the width of knowledge and the depth of understanding of what God is, whatever that may be, and with our very narrowly defined sense of the world, which would be our personal consciousness, saying, this isn't right, this isn't okay. Everything is okay when I get exactly what I want, what I want and when I don't, no, something has to change. Do you see my point? I do see your point, um, but man, I still am focused on that pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's the reality that I, most of us live in most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so, I go to an emergency care practitioner, uh, and I say, "Okay, uh, I want to be healed. How does how does that work? How does the Emergency care practitioner, heal me. Sure. These are lovely questions. By and large, again, in our world, healing has to do with the absence of what I don't want. In this case, we're talking about pain. And let's just say that it's, it's low back pain, it's neck pain, it's a headache, something like that. Okay. Very common experiences in our world. And we think, if this were to go away, everything would be cool. Now... Often when a person does receive emergence care, what has been going bump in the body for years? Low back pain, sciatica, neck pain, even degenerated areas in the spine, often that will begin to reverse and just go by, its, go by the wayside, go its merry way, all without touching the body, without any, any desire on the part of the practitioner for something like that to take place at the physical level. And nonetheless, it does, it does take place. Here's the deal. Again, going back to what we started talking about, with healing, it's a much bigger concept than just physical or psychological symptoms dissipating, coming into balance, or being held in check. Let, let me say this a different way. A person has ABC pathology, and they've been diagnosed and, you know, had second and third opinions. And, and everyone agrees. down right here. Okay. I've got, you, you know, this is going on, and this is going on, and, it, you know, it has these Latin names, and so on and so forth. <laughs> and then they take a medication, and they no longer have the physical or psychological experience 
of that pathology, right. what's, ch what's changed? Has anything really changed other than the fact that it's now dissociated from their awareness? Mm, that's where I was going to head. I'm no longer aware of it. Yeah. Of something. So healing is not the absence of pathology. Healing isn't, I don't hurt anymore. Healing must include, wait a minute, this is happening in my life. Unless or until some form of acceptance is had, I'm at war, and I'm dictating the terms of reality to reality itself. Again, it doesn't, I'm not advocating not taking action, but what I am saying is that if you don't come from a place of acceptance, you come from a place of fear, and you go to war with reality. When we come from a place of acceptance, we can meet life with love, with understanding, and saying, you know, I might not understand why this is happening. I might not even like this, but I find that when I accept it, I can, I can take more peaceful actions. I can go forth, and I can go forth instead of saying, oh my God, this is wrong, this is really bad, which is never going to lead to peace and never going to lead to healing. I can go forth and say, yeah, isn't this interesting? And often we find that the things that bring us to our knees, that's the only thing that was going to get us there. You know, we, we tend to be victims of what goes on that seems out of our control. And you know what? It's, it's just not, it's not a healthy outlook to say, I'm going to play God and tell the world, tell my body how to be. I'm going to wake up in the morning and say, wow, another day. How far out is that? How interesting. But if I can then say, you show me where to go. You show me how to live this day. Even though I'm in pain, it's very different than saying, there's no room for anything outside of me. I'm right. These symptoms are wrong. These conditions have got to go. My low back pain has got to go. My sciatica has got to go. And until that happens, I'm in suffering. We've, we've got it all upside down and backward. We're trying to play God without the perspective of God. Does that make sense? <laughs> that does make sense. <laughs> Playing God. Uh, but that would then lead to believe, or me to believe then, that uh, I'm creating these things that I am experiencing. Uh, if I'm playing God and I'm imagining that uh, they are uh, a reality, uh, I created them? Another lovely question. Okay. We wake up in the morning. Thoughts show up. There they are. We didn't, at this level of reality, create those. Thoughts just seem to show up. Consciousness just seems to show up. My personal identity is reflected back to me in the form of my consciousness and then the reflection in the mirror in the morning. Where did that come from? You know, until or unless we get to the point where we can really honestly answer the question, which is, who am I? What is consciousness? Where do these thoughts come from? What's the meaning of my life? Who am I not as a person, not as a personal identity, not even as a soul, but who am I? Where does consciousness come from? Where do these thoughts arise from? To whom do they arise? What's the meaning of all of this? And you know what? 
No one knows the answer to that. But we go around speaking in platitudes and absolutes and specificities saying healing is this, healing is not that. I'd be better off if this happened, if that didn't happen, but we've never been able to go, wait a minute, I don't know what these thoughts are that say this needs to stop. I don't even know what this is. I haven't got the faintest idea who I am. At this level, I've taken on an identity. My name is Stephen Teagarden, but who am I when I'm not Stephen Teagarden? What happens at night? What happens when I go between waking consciousness to deep sleep to dreaming? We don't know how any of this happens, and yet we proceed as though we do. Healing, it's really something that's, that's beyond our ability to contemplate, and that's why I say until or unless we get ourselves existentially lined up, we're going to narrowly define it, and we're going to miss the whole point that healing, inconvenient as it may be, is something that gets us to stop, to stop doing what we've always done, to stop pushing in the same direction, to stop really bolstering our self-identity. And healing is ultimately it's the disillusionment of self-identity, of egoic identity, of believing my thoughts, of believing that I have to be right, that I have to control, that I have to manifest, that I have to have abundance. All of these things, all of that is a very short phenomenon, this, this thing we call life. And we're missing the whole point. We're wanting to dictate the terms and play God while we're here at this level, rather than saying, wait a minute, I don't even know what this level is. <laughs> I better start asking some different questions. Healing involves asking different questions, really. So how does a emergency care practitioner help? What, what role do they play in the healing? Okay. Healing is something that we cannot do on our own. And this is a far-out concept. Yeah. For instance... In, in our world today, we're Westerners. By and large, most people that I interact with were raised in Western cultures. And as a result, we have a Western orientation. And we look, as we become adults, and we learn about, say, Eastern spiritual traditions. And there's a concept within Eastern spirituality, which is enlightenment. And that seems to be a singular thing. I am going to meditate my way or do some spiritual practice until I become enlightened, even though we don't really know what that is. Enlightenment would be the absolute loss of a subjective reality, of an I, of a Stephen Teagarden, of a Jeff Hicks, of, of some form of individual awareness. It doesn't mean that there's not consciousness. It means that there's no Jeff Hicks, there's no Stephen Teagarden, there is no subjective interpreter of reality. There is just God's will, if you will. So healing, then, has nothing to do with the individual. It has nothing to do with the I getting what it wants. It has to do with subjugating one's self, one's egoic self, to God. And this, again, is a big concept, and it's rather inconvenient, <laughs> but it's not going to happen singularly. At our level, I would say healing if we were to really get down to it and get some progress made in this lifetime, would be in healing my perception. The whole world reflects what's actually inside of my mind. My mind is not my brain. 
we all, you have a mind and I have a mind, so it seems at this level. Every individual being, and it's just, we'll just leave it at the level of humanity, of homo sapiens, seems to have an individual personality. We could roughly call that the mind. It would be a simplistic way of describing it. And healing involves me with my personality meeting you or anyone and everyone else in a more loving, forgiving, accepting, understanding way. What this is getting at is that what I perceive as coming into me, I've missed the point that it's actually my own mind projecting it out. What you perceive has first been projected out. We are perceiving what we project. And if I'm going to heal, what I'm going to first have to do is check my perception. If I see you as antagonistic, if I see someone as having harmed me uh, financially, uh, someone sued me, someone physically attacked me, what I often miss is how much I'm attacking them, how much I'm putting up defenses against them, how much I'm hating the world. I'm hating these people just because they have a certain political affiliation, or I hate these people because of their class or their race, or, or, or they have more financial or less financial means, whatever it is, you, we all get the point of this. Healing, really, at this level to me, has everything to do with seeing everything as love, with recognizing, what am I doing here with this life? I am projecting out, perceiving my projections and believing them. If I'm going to heal, I'm going to have to interrupt what I would call this projection perception loop, especially as it relates to my unhealthy projections of needing to defend myself, not having enough, not being able to love, not being able to forgive, not being able to let go of the past, blaming it on my parents, my, my family of origin, my, my, my socioeconomic status, and so forth. Healing has everything to do with saying, I don't know where my consciousness comes from. I don't know what my personal, personal identity means. I don't really know anything, and yet I'm dictating the terms of everything. Let me stop this and say, whoa, I've got, I've got to really have a look at this. I've got to let something larger come in, and it won't be able to come in so long as I maintain my identity through this seemingly endless projection perception. Projection makes perception. I'm perceiving what exists in my mind. If I say Jeff Hicks is XYZ, it's only because XYZ first exists in my mind. As my mind heals, I see Jeff Hicks in a radically different way. And it's only then that I can see myself in a radically different way. And it's only then that I can see God in a radically different way. However I feel about the person that I hate the most, is where I have to start. The things when I say, oh, this is wonderful, and this is spiritual, and this is loving, that's working for me in my life. It's the things that I'd really rather not experience. It's the people I'd really rather withhold love to, that I would like to see bad things happen to. The people I don't want to forgive, they're my greatest teacher. What the world says is, healing is when those people are punished. It's when those people die. It's when those people can no longer do the things to me that they've been doing when in fact they're only there to say, wake up, Tea Garden, wake up, forgive, let go, 
this is your opportunity. Don't miss it. I've incarnated. I love you so much that I will do these horrible, seemingly horrible things to you. I'm doing them for you so that you can wake up. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. See me with love. Then you'll see yourself with love. See God as love, and it's all over. You go home. Healing is something much greater than low back pain. Our world has totally, completely, and I mean absolutely, missed the point. The things that we don't like are the things that we need. It's hard, Jeff. It's hard. Believe me, I can spike into this. I can stay there for a while, then I'm having to dig myself out of the ditch just like everybody else. But, you know, it's what we're here to do is to learn to love, to learn to forgive, to see, to perceive, project and perceive, to begin to say, it's not you. It's not the circumstance. It's this is an opportunity for me to heal the mind. All healing occurs in the mind. And now we're starting to get to answering your question. The body projects from mind. If my mind is a crazy-making place, it's a bad neighborhood, where in my mind I'm killing people, I'm harming myself, I, you know, my body is going to follow because the body projects from mind. When I heal the mind and I can stand in this crazy world in a more loving way, physiology is going to follow. And it doesn't mean that all physiological states are always going to be exactly what I want, but certainly there's a much greater propensity for physiology to be peaceful when the mind is peaceful. So healing involves other people because it involves you being able to see other people as not causing your problems, but as setting you free, seeing other people as spiritual brothers and sisters. So healing has everything to do with other people. In the role of the emergence care facilitator, the emergence care facilitator has a role. They stand near another human being or a group of human beings and they do their darndest to put themselves into a space, into a, a place in mind, it's a choice, to temporarily, just for an instant, to suspend personal identity and allow what personal identity always thwarts, what it blocks, to come into their mind and then potentially, if you will, jump the gap between the mind of the practitioner and the mind of the recipients, of the clients who happen to be nearby. And this has been described in Eastern spirituality for thousands of years. There are lots of terms for this. And emergence care, I just realized when I don't do a darn thing, when I instead get into a place of such deep reverence, of such deep love, it had an immediate and very powerful, palpable effect on the awareness states of others and on their physiology. You know, and it really blew my mind. And this was... This was a watershed moment in my life of saying, all I really know how to do is get in the way. And I get in the way by believing my thoughts, by believing my identity, by projecting my identity into the future, by wanting Stephen Teagarden to be purified, to be magnified, to, to be continued. And I realized if I could instead take Stephen Teagarden and just get him out of the way move him to the background, something is always already there that I am blocking with my personality. And I realized for myself, the most profound way for me to heal myself 
was to stand there and give whatever this is to others because I didn't seem to have the ability to give it to myself. And Healing is... Go ahead. No, please, please. So what I heard you say was the couple things that really stood out was uh, the mind being peaceful once you're out of the way and I'm going to use the word breaking just for lack of a better term, breaking that perception projection loop. Does emergence care, how does it fit into those things that you said needed to happen in order to be in that instant uh, and to get out of the way and to, for that moment, see what we truly are? Sure. Again, sourcing from Eastern spirituality, there are age-old concepts that have been around for thousands of years, meditation being one of them. Well, the idea of meditation is actually something that has a, an Eastern name, and it's called dharana. And dharana is to focus the mind, because the mind is always going willy-nilly. It's always going out. It's always exploring. And the, the mind that can't be contained and held in one place is, is really nothing but a bundle of distractions. And that's what allows personal identity to continue to project itself and then receive itself and interact with itself. Oh, I truly believe that I am my mind. I, I, I act that way 99.99 <laughs> several nines out uh, percent of the time. I mean, uh, I look at it and I say, I am my thoughts. Uh, you know, that's me. Yes. No? I, I do the same thing, Jeff, <laughs> as does everyone else. And so the, this concept in emergence care that we call presence is for just an instant, just for an instant, what if I could take this personality and I could just curl it up into such a tiny little ball that it couldn't block the love of God from flowing through this mind. Let's say that the personality fills a potential space, and we'll call it a mind, and if I could just take that personality and just scrunch it down into a tiny little ball, there would be this mind that still exists that would just, the love of God is always already there, and it starts to just express itself. Really, the personality is a block, and so going back to this concept, I know, of, <laughs> of dharana, which is focusing the mind, or it's literally described as mind control, if dharana can be, can be had, something else develops, and it's called dhyana. And dharana then begets dhyana, which is when my mind can more effortlessly stay in this place of complete focus. In other words, it's not wandering. There's a, a line from a beautiful spiritual document called A Course in Miracles that says, you are you are passively condoning your mind's wanderings. In other words, you're allowing this to happen. You're going to have to do something about that at some point. So we do. We, it's called meditation. Focus the mind. And with emergence care, the practitioner very powerfully focuses their mind. I mean very powerfully. And this only has to happen for just an instant. It's all that's necessary. And what we all are is God. We're having this delusion of personal identity, you, me, all of us. And if you could take that personal identity and literally suspend it for a moment, 
What's waiting is bliss. This has been described in the Eastern record for thousands of years. Something called jhana. Dharana begets dhyana, begets upeksha, begets bliss. It's very, it's, it's accessible to everyone if they're willing to put forth the effort to allow that state to be experienced. It's, it doesn't develop, it's always already there. Emergence care is really all about, for a moment, suspending personal identity so that what is already there can be expressed. And it's that what that is already there, that's what does the healing. I have no ability to heal anyone. I don't know what I need, I don't know what you need, but I'll, but I'll say it like this, how did someone like Jesus or other great healers through history, how did they have the ability to lay on hands and heal people? They were existing without a personal identity, and as a result, God could freely flow through them and do whatever would be best to happen. I don't know what you need. I don't know what I need. I don't know what anyone needs. So I'm really ill-equipped to heal anyone. If I get out of the way, I'm putting my faith and trust into that which does know and allowing it to come through and do what is best. And that may include someone's symptoms not changing. Maybe they need to intensify. I have no idea, but I have found that when I work with people, oftentimes their symptoms do abate. But I'll tell you, there are times when they don't. I can tell you that times when I work with someone and their symptoms intensify. Sometimes that's part of the process of, of things correcting, if you will. In other words, it has to get a little more intense as it heals, and then the symptoms go by and by. But there are rare times when working with a client and symptoms may intensify. Why? Simply that's, that's because that's what needs to happen. I don't get a vote any more than a person gets a vote. And really, what is the outcome of their life? Emergence care just brings in love from a different level of the mind, lets it flow into this level, and that's what I call healing. Well, that uh, sounds like a great place to uh, stop the question and answer part. Uh, <laughs> Stephen, it's been a fascinating conversation. Um, is there any parting thoughts, any last words about uh, healing that you'd like to make sure we get in before we uh, close this, uh, this conversation? Well, you know, we've covered a lot of ground here, and I know that this can, this can blow a person up and say, well, but healing has something to do with something that is so much larger than us. You know, in this crazy world we live in, and I say crazy because, you know, every day there are, there are new diseases, it seems, that are, that are being found. There are new ways for us to be cruel to one another. There are wars. There's a lot of suffering. You know, there are millions and millions and millions of people every year who die because they don't have enough food to eat and they don't have enough water to drink. It's, it, it's a tough place to live at times. Be that as it may, healing is the ability to say, I love nonetheless. I love other people. It doesn't mean that I condone and I go into denial about what happens, and it just as well doesn't mean that I have to solve the world's problems, but I'm saying in the face of all the adversity, how many, how many beautiful examples do we have of people who had everything taken away, who had every reason to be bitter, and instead decided to shine love? Healing has everything to do with saying, it's not about me, it's not about my circumstances, it's not about what you did to me, it's about me trying to find a way to let what really matters 
be what leads me in life. It's not about me getting what I want. It's about me inspiring others and myself through, through love. Thank you, Dr. Stephen T. Garden. Uh, for more information about Emergence Care, you can go to emergencecare.com. Thanks, Jeff. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Cool. Cool. <laughs>